Yo, 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 top of the morning to the gang, man. Welcome in. It's another episode of Cast It With Chris, the NBA betting show slash podcast. want to thank you guys for being here. As always, the people that get up and rock with me early, early, early on the morning show, man. So, <clears throat> yeah, gratitude to you guys. Never can thank you guys enough for being here, dropping your plays, providing insight, uh, and just tuning in, man. We always trying to cash. We always trying to get to some cash. Yesterday, uh, we went two and two on official plays. If you if you ended up tailing the uh, the little parlay that I put together, of course, Joel Embiid doesn't get uh, double digit rebounds for the first time in a while. So uh, we lose on the uh, <clears throat> Joel Embiid plus Anthony Davis double double. Joel Embiid finishes the game with seven rebounds in the blowout yesterday. So parlaying those double doubles, which is why I don't parlay. Um, and one of the big reasons why I don't parlay because Anthony Davis got his with, you know, with ease, but the Kings didn't show up last night, pretty much from the start. Uh, you know, they, they just over, overmatched, uh, no one to stop Joel Embiid. He pretty much got whatever it is that he wanted. James Harden had 14 assists. They also couldn't stop James Harden as well. So Kings just look bad, man, in a back-to-back spot today, traveling to Toronto. So we'll talk a little bit more about that game. Uh, the other three plays that I gave out, as official plays were the start with the the other loss, the Phoenix first quarter, man, Phoenix fault has fallen off a cliff. I felt like if they had a chance to win a game, it was going to be early. Um, didn't trust them full game, but thought that they come out with something early, but the Houston Rockets, man, they're playing hard for coach Silas who's lost his father. Um, I think it was uh, over the weekend. Yeah, it was over the weekend. Um, and they, you know, they, they're playing not just hard on the offensive end, they're playing hard on the defensive end. Phoenix was held under a hundred points and I know they didn't have Devin Booker last night, but they did not look, uh, good at all, man. They did not look good at all. Chris Paul, I think he was nine and one, um, straight up against the Rockets since he, uh, had left the team and you no, know, he's nine and two because they, they looked bad yesterday from start to finish. So shout out to the Houston Rockets, man. These guys are, are making money, um, printing money at the crib because they continue to be dogs and they continue to um you know cash tickets so shout out to them uh also it was on the bucks shout out to my guy rsc kind of talked me on that one uh you could have took the bucks in the trifecta spot they came out blasted the golden state warriors from the beginning uh warriors revert back into who they, who we thought they were especially on the road um just don't have it man some of these teams what you know now that we're getting more information we're able to watch these games more closely you can see which teams function well in which environments right um, so some of these teams play extremely well at home, like extremely well at home, Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you know, and it's more, you know, it's definitely more, uh, some of these teams can't take it on the road. Some of these, we see the Cavs lose, uh, outright to the Spurs the other day, they're in Dallas tonight. That's going to be an interesting game. Haven't fully broken that one down, but want to talk about that. Um, but not to get too far ahead of myself, uh, the Kings in the Philadelphia 76 is under 228 and a half. This one was in jeopardy all night because Sacramento defense was so terrible against Joel Embiid and honestly against all these guys, but they were able to get it together. Uh, you know, they were able to get it together. And, uh, honestly it was, uh, I think it was more so, you know, them getting blown out. They just pulled the starters being that they had a game tonight and it helped a lot. Philly kind of took their foot off the gas and the under 228 and a half cash. So, uh, Bucks minus four cash, Sacramento, Philly under 228 and a half cash. And then Phoenix uh, first quarter minus one and a half was trash. Minus two and a half was trash. Uh, and then that parlay that I gave uh, Embiid and, and AD double double did not cash either. So two and two day should have laid off the parlay, man, and and just, <laughs> and just played the two, the, the, the other two. Um, 
but uh, the other three plays. But I like the Philly spot yesterday. Uh, so all together on the week, we are four and three. Uh, not the most profitable, but we are, you know, trending. Uh, you know, got our head above water for sure. The day we get a big slate, man, we get a really, really big slate today. So uh, excited to break it, break it down and talk to you guys about it. I didn't, full disclosure, I did not cap all these games yet. It's a lot of games on the board today. You got to figure out how you want to attack these teams based on environment, based on, um, you know, who they play next, based on rest, based on, uh, you know, a lot of different factors. So I do have to look into these games. I'm just here to kind of give you guys some looks. I have not locked anything in as far as, uh, you know, uh, bets that I've placed for today. But we got some nice spots on the board, man, so I do want to talk about them. So let's get into it. I got a few games I want to talk to talk about. A lot of these games, like I said, I haven't went through fully yet, but I do want to talk about a few. So first off, I want to talk about this. Uh, matter of fact, let's go to the Warriors and the Pacers game first because the Warriors just played last night, so, you know, everybody's pretty familiar with them. This team, the Golden State Warriors, on the road are one of the teams that we kind of just talked about. They are not um, – let's see. The Warriors are a totally opposite team on the road than they are at home. You, you look at them, they're 3-11 and 11 against the spread on the road. They're also 2-2 two and two straight up. I'm sorry, 2-12 and 12 straight up on the road, 9-4 and four to the over – and that's because their defense is take it continues to take a tremendous step back. They're giving up 123 points on the road specifically. But if you look at the Golden State Warriors at home, they're allowed 109 points. So that's a 14 point difference, probably the biggest of any team you know that you you're going to be able to find. They've gone over in five of their no, I'm sorry, six of their last seven on the road as well. And now you get this Pacers team that's that's a little rested. But I warn people, I, I talk about this a lot. The Pacers don't function well off one day's rest. If you look at the paces specifically off one day's rest, they do not function well. And I think the caveat, what, what has to be mentioned is that um, what has to be mentioned is that we don't know which starters are going to play for the Golden State Warriors. We don't know who Steve, Coach Steve Kerr is going to sit, who he's going to rest. Um, the Golden State Warriors have a big, big game on deck on Friday. And, uh, you know, of course, we're only on Wednesday. They have a big game on deck on Friday, ESPN game against the uh, – Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm pretty sure all the guys won't play in this one. Um, you could look at it as a throwaway game for the Golden State Warriors, or you could look at it as a revenge game because the Pacers did just go to Golden State and smack Golden State up last week um, in that game. Uh, that was the game, first game without Wiggins. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton didn't play in that game. And Andrew Nimhart actually had his uh, his biggest performance ever, almost had a triple-double, had like 13 assists. I think he dropped 30 points in that game as well. So Pacers off one day's rest, though. This team is only five and 12 straight up, seven and 10 against the spread, and they're six and 11 to the under. They just don't score. So, when you look at where when they don't score, specifically off one day's rest, for whatever the case might be, this team is the best functioning unit off no day's rest. But when it comes to one day's rest, they, they struggle in that spot. So, looking at the Pacers off one day's rest, First quarter specifically, 23.6 points in the first quarter. This has been something that we've been cashing on and, you know, in the uh, Crispy Cap and NBA show in the evening. Shout out to my guy, Vaughn. I think he was the first one to kind of bring it to anybody's attention. This Pacers team, man, they do not function well at the beginning of the game for whatever reason, specifically off one day's rest. So, like I said, the caveat is that we don't know the injury availability of the Golden State Warriors. Um, but looking at Golden State first quarter spread, looking at Golden State money line, I think is is probably the play. And I haven't locked it in, but the Pacers, 6-21 and 21 against the spread in the first quarter. 
Revenge game for the Warriors. I mentioned that already. After a previous loss, when they are still on the road this season so far, the Golden State Warriors are still winning the first quarter by average of one point, 29 to 28 in that specific uh, environment. The Pacers playing on one day's rest. I talked about that. Averaging the NBA low 23.6 points in the first quarter and allowing 32.1 points in the first quarter. So I think you probably wait until Coach Steve Kerr announces who he's not playing and then you jump on this game because he didn't announce it last night or at least not that i saw that he announced it last night but um i think that i think that's the look even at home um specifically when the pacers are playing on uh one day's rest they're allowing 32 points in the first quarter and they're only scoring 25 in that spot uh the warriors even with them being six and eight uh ATS on the road this kind of feels like the right play with the Pacers being 6 and 21 against the spread at, uh in the first quarter on the season so that's what I got for you guys there didn't play the game yet like I said I, I always like to wait on the injury news but uh didn't play it there let's see what y'all on in the chat what up uh Anthony B Hunter said uh Jay took Bulls last night um how you feel about that game Chris the Bulls versus the Knicks um, I haven't looked in it. I haven't looked at it at all, B. Uh, I have not looked at it, bro. I, I don't want to give you any opinion on that. I will say that the Knicks are hot right now. Like, eventually they, they're due to, to come back down. I typically don't like betting the Bulls games. Like, it's a really difficult team. Uh, You know, they did get they, – they did come off the – the they're coming off that loss to Atlanta um, where they lost with 0.5 seconds left. So, I'm not sure about that game. I got to look a little more into that, be on it. But uh, if Jay on it, I'm pretty sure he got a lot of reasons why he like it. So uh, I, I'm find a play that you like and you take it, man, no matter who on it, who against it. Um, LJ said, yo, Chris had a great uh, night. Rockets cash for me big. Yeah, uh, I know you was on a plus six yesterday, LJ. Uh, Jalen Green over 21 and a half points. I know you was on the first half. Uh, your boys came to play. I'm glad. I, I know you enjoyed the game last night, LJ. I know you enjoyed the game. Um, uh, Stefan said, uh, bro, I tried five leg uh, first quarter parlay and Suns were the only loss. That is crazy, bro. But Bucks were my top spot and I took the trifecta. Nice. I'm glad you cashed it, man. Um, let's see. Sosa's Jabari Smith sticky look cash. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, shout out to Wham. Wham be on Jabari Smith uh, tough and and that dude continues to hit knockdown three-pointers for that team. And um, other teams continue not to guard him. Like, he can't shoot it. So, uh, love that look. Celtics three-and-a-half was a sweat, but the green ticket cashed at the end of the day. Yeah, the Celtics played well last night, uh, especially in the first half. Lakers came back, and then, uh, you know, the – the <laughs> God, Ski said he ain't been asleep yet. Oh, man. Uh, Warriors 10-4 and four to the over on the road. Yeah, LJ, I talked about it, giving up 123, 123 points on the road, man. Hey, Ski, you wildin', bro. You ain't been asleep yet. Um, <laughs> uh, what up? What up to y'all, man, in the chat? All right, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. I got a, at least one more. Like I said, I got a lot of work to do. I have not dug into this card as much as I wanted to yet. Uh, real quick on this Magic and the Hawks game, man. Magic, continue to be a buy-on team, man. This team, and they're still at the crib, you know, back at the crib. Uh, not really sure who is who they're getting back as far as injury-wise because they, they, they are one of the most – Injured teams in the league, you know, a lot of guys in and out of that lineup right now. Let, let's see. It looks like um, Okiki is out. Uh, Jalen Suggs is out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wendell Carter Jr. Can, remains out. Uh, Gary Harris is out immediately. And uh, Jonathan Isaac, who hasn't played recently. 
if you look at the Atlanta side, you do get um, some stuff that come up on the injury report as well. I did see these tweeted out yesterday. Trey Young listed as questionable. Capella looks like he's going to be in. Bogdanovich looked like he's, he's probably going to return. Um, John Collins still remains out. And DeJounte Murray. So um, this game feels like a revenge spot for the Orlando Magic. Really short line too, right? This line opened at three points in favor of the Atlanta Hawks. And you're like, man, that line is short because Orlando already lost to Atlanta earlier this season, right? I don't know if you guys remember that game, but Atlanta beat Orlando in Orlando, 125 to 108. Um, Atlanta beat Orlando in Atlanta uh, also this year, 108 to 98. You know, laying eight and a half in the first game, laying six and a half in the second game. Now you get the line, which looks like it's all over Orlando in this spot because, you know, it's only two and a half. Or the books are, you know, slowly but surely adjusting. I think some of it's injury adjustment as well. Um, I think uh, you look at, let's see, you look at travel spots, Atlanta plays in Charlotte. They get a day off after this. And you look at uh, the Orlando Magic, they go to Boston. But this is the fifth straight home game for the Orlando Magic. And they played teams tough. Uh, covered every spread. They they covered against the Bucks last week. Um, beat the Clippers outright as uh, what were they? They were seven point dogs in that game. Beat them outright and two wins, not just covers, <laughs> but two wins. Uh, one they were laying, they were catching eight. The other they were catching seven. To me, this feels like an Orlando spot, man. I think even if you Orlando kind of scares me a tad bit because they do function well. Uh like inconsistently at home, right? Sometimes they play well in the first half. Sometimes they play well in the in the second half. Like the game against the Bucks, they were actually getting smacked up in the first half. I think they were losing by like 15, 16. Um, but Atlanta, if you're looking to fade Atlanta, you typically want to do it in the first half. Uh, looking at this Atlanta team, they are 0-4 ATS in their last four games, uh, scoring 100 points or more in their previous game. They're also one in six ATS in their last seven after allowing more than 125 points in their previous game. DeJounte Murray, best perimeter defender. Uh, I think, you know, these guys could score, uh, specifically against Trey Young. Um, Bogdanovich, not known for his defense either. Uh, you look at this Magic team, 4-0, like I said, last four ATS. Uh, also, they are 4-0 ATS in their last four when their opponent scored 100 points or more in their previous game. Head-to-head. The Hawks are 3-0-1 ATS in their last four meetings in Orlando. They are coming off the, the smackdown where they were shorthanded against the Memphis Grizzlies in a game that we did get correct on Monday. Um, the Atlanta is also 7-1-1 ATS in the last nine meetings, no matter where these two teams play. But that line is short. I think looking at this game, what I had written in my notes was uh, Orlando. They're 8-8 eight and eight in the first half at home. Atlanta, just 4-10. and 10. This is a spot where you typically want to fade Atlanta in the first half. They're 4-10 and 10 ATS first half on the road. Like I said, revenge spot for, for Atlanta as well. I think the play in this game would probably be looking at the magic in this one, first half specifically. Not anything that I have in my pocket, but I think that would be the play if I'm looking at this game specifically. Um, it was one more thing I wanted to look at. Oh, I wanted to look at um, Orlando spot, right? So I mentioned fifth game at home, but Orlando's also um, off three days, well, two days rest. They haven't played since that game on Sunday in versus Toronto. You look at Atlanta, they've been traveling all over the place. So not only is this a game where they, you know, flying in from Memphis, but I talked about it on Monday. They, they've just had to move a lot. They were in New York last week at the beginning of the week where they got smacked up against the Knicks. 
Then they went to Brooklyn, so not not a long travel there. On uh, with one day's rest, lost that game as well. Then you uh, come home for one game against Chicago, uh, and then you go back on the road to Memphis on the second night of a back to back. And now you got to go from Memphis with only one day's rest and go to Orlando. So this team is you know all over the place, not playing in the same gym, don't have a. a and you typically want to fade teams when they keep having to go in and out and in and out. This was a spot that was extremely profitable with the Pelicans if you faded the Pelicans at the beginning of the season because they had, I think, eight or nine games that was in consistent uh, different gyms. No game, no back-to-back games at home. You know, with fly home for one, uh, lose uh, – I'm sorry, fly home for one, then, you know, already be on the road two games previous and then, you know, have two more games on the road, then come back home for one. So this is a spot where you typically want to fade teams, man, teams that are not, you know, getting any home games consistently back-to-back. So – I would look. I, I think the line shorten is telling for a reason, man. I know Orlando is not the greatest team, but if you've been, if you look at them as a home dog, they've been cashing. They've been winning straight up as well. And that's like I said, I haven't done all my research yet, but that's one of the things that I'm looking at uh, heavily today. Whether I want to take them first quarter, I'm, I'm sorry, first half of full game. But the Magic as a home dog this year, extremely profitable, ten and three. So if you just played the Magic as a dog every single time, seventy-seven percent of your tickets would have cashed. Ten and three. That's that's a pretty good hit rate, man. That's a really good hit rate. They've covered the last four in a row. What, like I said, won three of those games outright. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for you guys there. Uh, looking at these other games, so I'm, I'm already 17 minutes in. I wanted to kind of keep the show uh, sm- uh, small today. Like I said, I didn't do uh, all my research. I, we we will be back for the 5:15 NBA Crispy Capping Show. Um, talked about the Warriors game and the Pacers. Talked about the uh, the D. Well, no, I did want to. I wanted to go to the Pistons game, so I know I'm not touching on the later games because I, I still got to do research uh, on the Timberwolves and the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, and the Washington Wizards. I do think that um, Denver, Denver uh, is probably a buy on team today. The Wizards have looked atrocious, specifically on the defensive end. I got to break that one down though. Um, looking at the Nuggets team totals because the Wizards defense have been so bad, especially the Nuggets being at the crib. Um, you know for uh, for a while, they haven't played in four days. They had they have they have gotten four days off. Uh, got you know two good wins against Portland and Utah, so they're probably looking to kind of keep it going. They haven't been covering spreads. They've not covered uh, any of the last five games. But you look at this Wizards team. Um, they you know since the injury of Bradley Bill, even before the injury of Bradley Bill, they've been atrocious. No matter if they're at home or on the road, giving up a lot of points. Uh, they've lost what is that three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, they've lost. Uh, Seven games in a row, and they've lost nine of their last ten. They 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 have they failed to cover um, five what five of their last six. They they've lost ATS wise as well. So just a lot of offense and not a lot of defense. Denver also beat them in Washington last year, scored 127 points. Uh, also last year scored 113 in Denver, beat them by seven, beat them by uh, 17. I'm sorry, beat them by 16 points. Um, my fault, but beat them by 18 points uh, last year as well. So I like, uh, I like, you know, got to, like I said, got to break it down a tad bit more. But looking at Denver um, in that game, Portland laying seven points on the road against San Antonio Spurs. Fading the Spurs has not been profitable, <laughs> at least recently. This team has uh, back-to-back wins against the Miami Heat and Miami came home and beat up the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. That Cavs and uh, Dallas Mavericks games, I, I do want to get into that game and talk about that game as well. I'll do that later on the show. 
Um, Miami and OKC, I think, is a very interesting matchup that probably goes under. Miami's defense plays a lot better on the road than they do at home. I kind of made reference to that going into the Pacers game, even though I didn't touch that game. And we saw a 60-style defense, man. I think the score was like 87 to 82 in that game. So, um, you know, OKC uh, can score. Shea probably will get his points. I think Miami gives up points in the paint for sure. Um, but interested to kind of talk about that game uh, a little bit more as well. Uh, feel like I got out, got to the Raptors uh, side a little late. Um, that that spread opened at three and a half, uh, four on some some places already up to five. So probably won't touch that one, even though the Kings are in a really funky spot tonight. Second night of a back to back, had to travel through customs. Um, but real quick, I did want to talk about this Pistons and the Hornets game. Real ugly game, right? So looking at looking at this game, the Pistons, they're seven to twenty two. Uh, straight up, only three and thirteen on the road. Uh, if you look at them straight up on the road, they are profitable on the road though against the spread. They're fourteen and twelve and three against the spread on the season. Eight, six, and two on the road specifically. They're only three and seven in their last ten, but five, three, and two uh, against the spread in their last ten. You look at this Charlotte Hornets team, uh, seven and twenty on the road. I don't feel like they should be ever laying points, and that was one of the things that kind of jumped out at me in this one. They're only 12, 13, and two against the spread on the season. They're five, five, seven, and one at home. So you get a team that plays, uh, that covers more spreads on the road versus a team that covers less spreads at home. Like I mentioned, eight, six, and two for Detroit on the road, only five, seven, and one if, for, for Charlotte at home. So looking at this game, Charlotte, it, they have covered uh, six of the last uh, 10 games. So they're six and four. But they haven't been home favorites often this season. This this is symbolic to the Houston Rockets, you know, going on the road, in my opinion, and having to cover a spread uh, like against the San Antonio Spurs last week. So haven't put this one in my pocket yet. And, you know, I saw it last night, didn't have time to fully cap it, so I didn't play it. But the Pistons, I talked about it, only 3-12 and 12 straight up, 8-5-2 ATS, 62%. Uh, as a road dog getting two and a half points or more this season. They're also 6-1-1 one, and one in their last seven games on the road as a dog, and they've won a couple of those games outright. You look at this Hornets team, they've only been favorite, uh, home favorite uh, twice this season. They're 1-1 one and one straight up and against the spread. But more so what I looked at, and I, like I said, I still haven't fully broken this one down, is when they've been dogs, right? So, I mean, when – I'm sorry, when the Hornets have been favorites at home – so one of those games, it has happened twice. One of those games came against the shorthanded Washington Wizards on the second night of a back-to-back. They were in a really, really bad travel spot without a few of their guys. I don't think Bradley Bill played in that game. Um, Porzingis probably missed that game as well. I got to look a little more into it. But uh, they lost that game, of course. Um, uh, they 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 also were in uh, really bad. The, the other really good spot that the Hornets were in that, that projected them to actually be a favorite was the game against the Philadelphia 76ers. This was just after Joel Embiid had gotten hurt. James Harden was out. Tyrese Maxey was out. And the Philadelphia 76ers had just beat the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know if people remember that. At home, shorthanded, nationally televised game. This was the second game. So this was the second night of a back-to-back as well. Uh, This was also a really, really bad travel spot. I think it was a third game in four nights and a fourth game in six nights as well for the shorthanded uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So it's always telling when the Hornets are actually favorites, but in this spot, it feels like the Hornets shouldn't be laying, you know, points in my estimation at all. I feel like the Pistons are, you know, and you do, when you get two bad teams, you typically want to take the team that's catching points, especially with the Pistons functioning the way that they do at home. 
I'm sorry, on the road. Um, Hornets have looked, you know, eh, they they look decent. Uh, defensively, they're terrible, though, and that's one of the things that kind of made me want to look at the Pistons. So Pistons, uh, it was plus three last night. It's down to two and a half uh, today. I, that's the only way I would be able to look in this game is probably the Pistons. I haven't put, in, put the ticket in my pocket yet, but uh, I want to do a little more research on that one, too. Uh, let's see. It was one more thing. Oh, I think also a pivot off the game. If you guys want to take a prop instead of taking an actual player, uh, taking an actual side, Whatever Killian Hayes' assist is at, I wrote this down last night as well. Dude's been crushing his assist line, six and a half. Uh, he had nine in his last game. The Hornets are 20, I want to say 27th, 28th defensively last two weeks. Uh, defensive rating. I do think that, you know, he continues to find his shooters. Bogdanovich has been knocking them down. Um, Sadiq Bay off the bench. Uh, you know, guys like um, Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley, uh, Jaden Ivey, these guys can fill it up, so they can definitely score. Um, I'd be looking at Killian Hayes' assist, man. Didn't play it, like I said, but what I'm looking at, Golden State first quarter, Pistons plus the three, uh, Killian Hayes' assist, I think is probably my favorite prop that I've, I haven't even looked at, but, you know, just kind of like based on the spot. Them Denver team totals, just to kind of avoid the spread, I would jump on those earlier rather than later because they'll probably shoot up throughout the day, at least a point or two. Um, so those, those are my, those are my top looks, man, without, you know, doing extensive research on any of them. And, uh, that's kind of what I got for you guys, man. I know I got a lot of comments in the comment section, but we 25 minutes in. So I already done went over, uh, the time that I was trying to stick around. Uh, Brian said Nick's first half auto bet. Yeah. Nick's at the crib. They, they've been, they've been doing well as, uh, as a, as a, at the crib in the first half specifically. Yeah. You probably up a few units if you've been cashing with them, Brian uh avery said magic have great length uh can disrupt trey with the floater and lob with, Capla with capella um so trey had i think so we took trey assist last time these two teams played at nine and a half of course he had a lot more offensive help in that game he cashed his assist at halftime though so um you know for some reason uh you know he's not the magic aren't doing the greatest job of stopping him from getting assists they also just don't do a good job against guards like they do a lot better against uh, you know, some of these uh, bigger players that try to score the ball. So um, Dallas Cav under might be a look. Yeah, the total's dropping in that one, uh, Stefan. But uh, I could see that if you wanted to get on that, you probably should have got on that one last night. I did see the total drop about two points overnight. Um, the line all over Atlanta uh, was nine, came down to minus three. Yeah, all over the Magic. You're right, Avery. Yeah, all over the Magic. Uh, Markel said, Bron couldn't get a double-double or a triple-double. I knew it was too good to be true. Yeah, I wasn't looking at his double double or triple double. I was only looking at Braun points. Didn't I didn't play Braun points, but I gave it out as you know one of my favorite plays in that one. So, uh, yeah, Braun. You know, he. I mean, you have to score against against the Boston Celtics because they're gonna fill it up, and they did. I think they shot nine for thirteen at the start of that game uh, from three specifically. It was crazy. Uh, you know, kind of get back to their old self. So, um, Brian said Warriors gonna be pissed. Take that anger out on the Pacers. Double digit win. If they play, Brian, it's going to be interesting to see who Steve Kerr puts out there. I kind of mentioned it already, but they got a nice look-ahead game against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly uh, on Friday. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who he puts out there last night. He did kind of pull the starters early in the fourth quarter because it was a blowout. So maybe those guys try to go again today. Uh, maybe they don't. They're already shorthanded without Wiggins. So um, A.O. said Detroit basketball. Detroit basketball. <laughs> no, nah, I, like, I like it. I like it. Killian Hayes coming a long way finally. 
uh get well soon kate yeah man send the condolences to kate man hope kate uh you know shin surgery goes well hit that like button for me on the way out man check back in with me at 5 15 i had an official place gonna get into this card you know dive dive a lot deeper into this card find some trends find some angles um, you know, just take a kind of a deeper dive into these games, man. So tap back in with me at 515 for the Crispy Captain NBA show. Best of luck to you guys on all your action as always. And I always end the show with this, man. None of this is financial consultation. It's, it's theory, it's logic, it's SDQL and trends and eye tests. Uh, bet with your head and not over it, man. Until I see you guys at 515, y'all be good. I'm out. <laughs>